0: Welcome to our Frontline City Church Podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome. First time I'm preaching for 2021. That is exciting. It is strange for an empty auditorium but not an empty house of God. God is there with you wherever you are Yeah, This is a sermon for the 10th of January, and we are excited that God is here to meet with you, and we have had an awesome time in worship and in prayer, and we want to share with you. Sure. Praise God. I'm going for an operation on Monday for my eyes, so I'm excited, and be that the glasses will be less needed in the future, but it's absolutely awesome to be in the house of God, and it's such a privilege to be ministering into your home. So, yeah, thank you for all the support staff that made this possible. I want to first chat to you for the new year about offering. I want to talk about the shift from manna to seed sowing and reaping. The scripture that we refer to is Joshua 5, verse 10 to 12. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate of the produce of the land. Can you imagine these slaves have come out of Egypt? They spent 40 years in the wilderness, and for 40 years, God has provided to them. doesn't matter where they are. doesn't matter what they are going through. God has been with them specifically through manna, that which they call the bread of angels. And they didn't have to sow nor reap. They didn't have to do anything. God provided for them. Now they're walking into the promised land, and it feels like they're going backwards, Because the manna is stopping. That which they just got without effort stopped the day they came to a place where they could sow and reap. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after. They ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites. But that year, they ate of the produce of Canaan. I believe it's just like children growing up and earning their first salary. Up to there, roughly 20 years, mom and dad has provided. Mom and dad has put manna on your table every single day. If you worked hard at school or you didn't do anything at all, there was manna. Your what you ate wasn't relevant to what you sowed because mom and dad provided. And the same with Christians. There's a place where we mature into not having manna, but operating from a place of sowing and reaping. And Paul often encourages us to grow up in our faith. This does not mean that you cannot ask for manna. That's the beauty. You know what, if my children come home and say, Mom and Dad, we're hungry, we don't have food, I'll give them food. I won't tell them, hey, but you're an adult now, you can't come home for lunch. Because I love them, I will always give them manna. I will always give them irrespective of what they deserve, irrespective of what they've done for me. Just because they're my children, I'll take care of them. And your God is the same God, the same God that gave to the Israelites through the wilderness. They always had something to eat without sowing and reaping. But I want you to have the same joy that what a young adult has when they earn their first salary. And they can go into Woolworths or Pick and Pay and buy their own food for the first time that they have bought with money they've earned themselves. So is sowing and reaping. We can mature as Christians and start operating in our own process where we do not move from miracle to miracle, but we're moving from seed to reaping, from sowing to harvesting, as a constant process. That is where God wants you in the promised land. So never feel bad if you're in trouble and you have to ask for manna. My children don't have to feel bad if they're hungry and they don't have food and they come to ask for food. It's my absolute privilege to provide for them. And so it is with your God. It is His absolute privilege to help you when you're in trouble. But you have to rise up and say, I'm going to sow and reap and sow and reap and grow in this area. So Joshua 5 verse 10 to 12 is an important scripture of growing up, of changing over from being in the wilderness to being in the promised land. From being absolutely dependent upon the manna to being self-dependent, being dependent on your own process. So I want to encourage you, church to sow and to grow in this area. And it's absolutely one of the beauties of life for me when somebody says, you know, Pastor, I cannot afford to give my tithe right now, but I'm going to start giving 1%, 2%, 5%, 7%. And they grow in their faith until they're in a place of 10%. Because that is growth. They are maturing just like children mature when they leave home. They become more and more independent. They become more and more standing on their own feet. And this is the same process with God. But there is two processes. One is God loves you and He will always take care of you. Secondly, He wants to raise you up as a sower and giver. So the church bank details will be on the screen now. I want to encourage you to really sow into what God has done. You must take this year and say, this year I am maturing into a sower and reaper. I'm maturing from a place of manner to a place of producing. Amen. Can I pray over your seed now? Lord Jesus, it has been so encouraging for me through this holidays to just see daily how seed drops into your bank account. It just comes in every day. Every morning when I wake up, there's fresh SMSs of something that moved during the night. So Lord, I pray over every single one of those seeds for an incredible harvest, for a growth uh, beyond what people expect. Put your blessing upon it and let them have the joy of eating from their own harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, oh, that's an exciting word, and I would like us to still study that for quite a while. What does manna exactly mean and what does seed mean? And always be comparing the two for the church. I also want to, around finances, encourage you to add your name to your sowing because I like praying over every SMS as it comes in. I like specifically praying for you as I see the seed come in. You know that some people have left our church. They haven't been here for months, but they're still sowing every month. And it brings me such joy because I know that they understand the principle of sowing and reaping. And I pray over each one of those seeds. As you can see, we've been on holiday, we've been relaxing, been feeding our bodies a bit, but now we're back here in the new year and we're ready for new things. And holiday is always a time that I try and get close to nature. I try and just get away from all the things that rushes around and so on, and says, how can I get to a place where it's just me and God and His nature? And I do that through fishing and through being close to water. It's just one of the things that calms me. And David said, you lead me beside still waters. And that is, obviously David was a fisherman as well. So I just love being by the water and in God. And I see God so much in nature. I see God so much in experiencing like this. So it's also a time of refreshing and a time of just becoming calm and allowing God to put fresh vision and fresh direction in. As everybody knows, 2021 is a critical year for the world. We've come out of 2020 and we're so glad it's over, but we've come out of it and we just see the figures worldwide climbing of COVID-19 and we see fear just running rampant and countries that thought they had it under control suddenly are in trouble again. And we need to know as Christians that we need to stand up And truly take charge of this time and allow God to work through us because we are the hope of the world. We are the ones that can bring Jesus, the true hope of the world, to them. We are the ones that has to introduce them to their Savior. So we have to stay very close to God in this time. I see people running away from God when things get tough instead of running to Him. And I want to say, church, don't run from God doesn't matter what happens around you. Be closer and closer to Him. You need to focus on God and His promises all of this time. Make sure you know the scriptures about healing. Make sure you know the scriptures about finances. Because this is a time of war. This is a time where the enemy is trying to take out the church. And we need to have a very clear mandate and a very clear understanding of the scriptures that we need to fight with. I want to encourage you to study the Psalms. David is a man that went through extreme hard times. He was persecuted for most of his life. He was in trouble with God because he messed up. He was alone with bears and lions and things that attacked him. And in that time, he really found God in a beautiful way. And I want to encourage you to pursue that quiet understanding of God that David had in this time. So I want to encourage you to experience God the same way that David experienced God. In Psalm 139, verse 14, he says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I believe that is the basis of your relationship with Jesus. That you've got to actually love yourself and love him because he made you. And love who you are and what you are going through because you understand that you are in process with him. The world and Satan is out there to destroy your self-image, to destroy your love of God, to destroy your love of yourself. But go to Psalm 139 verse 14 and it says, I choose to praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Amen. All right, Psalm 121. Oh. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Church, take that verse and say the maker of heaven and earth. As I sat in my and just watched the beauty of the nature and watched the beauty of the lagoon and so on, it is just absolutely mind-blowing to understand that God created all of that. And my help comes from the one who created all of that. My help comes not from a God that just only died on the cross, a man, but a God who created heaven and earth. That is the part that we have to understand Isaiah 40 in verse 12 says this who else has held the oceans in his hand if you look at the seas even things like the tsunamis that we watch and see how much devastation can be formed by just when a little bit of it is out of kilt? but God says he held the oceans in his hand who has measured off the heavens with his fingers And who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Even things as big as a pandemic becomes nothing when you think of the creation of the whole world. If you just think of the oceans and the mountains and the clouds and the beautiful things, whatever you're going through, whatever you have to pay this month or whatever runny nose you have or Something that's worrying you. It becomes nothing when you realize that the creator of the earth, who's got all of the oceans in his one hand, is saying, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You know, we drove through the Karoo and we watched rain clouds forming. And uh, there's a photo of it that just to see rain clouds running across the Karoo, and it is so big and so expensive, and so knowing that God created that. Yes, science can say this is how it works, and that's wonderful, and I love science, but who created it? Who put the laws of the earth in place? Who made water react the way it does? Just think about it. To have At one stage, we drove for more than a hundred kilometers in rain. And as far as I could measure from the reports on the different social media, it was more than a hundred kilometers wide. So that's an area of 10,000 square kilometers. It was raining at one time. And it was falling, and that water somewhere evaporated in the sea, and it has this ingrown ability to evaporate into gas that can fly over into land, and drop down and feed the land and around the sowing and reaping to operate here on land. And we just have to try and imagine the big God who thought in such big capacity in thousands of kilometers. He doesn't think in cents and centimeters. He thinks in thousands of kilometers, but he's still concerned about the intricacy on a molecular level, on a smallest level. And this is the God that we serve. Other places where we saw God working so good is that He stays in control even when things are out of control. We were in Neisner and they first closed the beaches, and we went, drove to the beach, and you know what? The government closed the beaches, but the waves and the tides were still operating on the beaches. The birds. And the wildlife wasn't bothered by the ban on the beaches. Life continued even though it was banned. Then to me the sad part, they closed the lagoon. I couldn't go riding on my boat. I couldn't go fishing. And um, that was very sad. But we sat outside having breakfast in the morning. And we watched the birds. And we watched the tide come in and go down. And the clouds move over. And suddenly you realize that God's creation isn't... Subject to man's rules. God's creation goes over and above whatever chaos is on man level. To try and explain it to you, the Nijna Lagoon is busy with boats this time of the year. There's some of it on social media. We were there. There's just boats everywhere. People skiing and towing tubes and fishing and laughing and noise. And they ban it. And it's this eerie quiet. There's nobody on the water. There's no movement. Where there's supposed to be tons of boats, there's nothing. And you look at that and then suddenly you see the bird life carrying on and the tides coming in and out, the wind storms and the rain still carries on and God is over and above man's things. Now let's talk a little bit about the format of water and I've chatted about this before but the more I study it, the more I love it, is that water is the one ingredient that has to be designed. It could not... People can say we evolved from something and they can explain how we grew from a one molecule to here. But the laws that hold water is not happened by chance. It is set up by somebody because it works so perfectly. So I've spoken already about rain and evaporation. Let's talk about ice. All water molecules are magnetically charged when it's in either gas or a liquid form, but because the molecules are moving so fast, they're totally ignoring the magnetic charge they carry. They totally ignore it, and I think that's a lot about how the human race is. We are all designed to worship God, but we ignore it because we are so busy and we're so focused on running around and we like that molecule in a uh, liquid or gas state, it doesn't worry about its um, magnetic charge. But the moment it goes below zero degrees, it slows down. It goes not so fast anymore. It becomes really slow. And as it slows down, it becomes aware of its magnetic charge. And I think that that is just a picture of us becoming aware of God when we take time to slow down and not focus on the chaos. So as water freezes, it suddenly freezes based on its molecular and magnetic charge, and it freezes in a perfect hexagon. It's not any more chaotic. It is absolutely ordered. And that ordered process makes that ice floats. If it didn't change... We know that the coldest water always sinks down into the depth. So as you're in trouble in life, you sink down lower and lower into the colder, darker places of the earth. But suddenly, when you change over, suddenly when it passes that naught degrees, it changes its direction and it becomes bigger. And it starts floating again, and it comes into the sunlight, and it allows the whole process to start again. Now it starts to melt again, and so on. And this is what I believe for Christians as well. There's a picture of the molecular structure of water and of how it is under ice. You can look at that and just understand that the moment you acknowledge God and you become so quiet that that which is already inherent inside of you becomes structured in the way that God put it together, everything changes and you start floating back up until you are in the light of the sun. Until you are like that white, white ice. Look at that picture of God floating and the sunrise just shining upon you. And you can experience the power of it. What did the previous scripture in Isaiah 40 says? Who holds the oceans in his hand? (laughs) Now just imagine this process that I've just spoken about, about ice and water and evaporation. It is done by the one who's holding it in his hand. It is done by the one who knows it up to a molecular level. He knows it in the level of thousands of kilometers and millions of liters, but he also knows it on the intricate details of it. He knows your every thought, your every way of working, what holds you together, and he is wanting you, to just become calm enough. Get away from the chaos. Get away from the things that you are chasing and allowing Him to change how you fit together on the inside. Alright? So, my real understanding of this time was that yes, there's chaos on the, in the human side. There's chaos on the earth. There's everyday lists of how many died and how many got infected and All of that, and if we focus on that, we will miss what God is busy doing on the inside of us. We will miss what He wants to do. So we know that there is this very place of getting quiet and allowing God to draw us clear. Let's make a decision for 2021 to not let the chaos take us away from God. Like the water, as it gets colder, it goes deeper and deeper, further and further away from the sun but let's cross over that barrier of zero degrees and start floating back up to the sun. Let's allow 2021 to get us closer to Him. Get quiet and focus on Him. Let Him turn you the way He wants you. The way He wants you is already inside of you. You're already charged to function the way He wants you to function, just like water is already charged. But it cannot come to that right place until it gets quiet. Miracles is going to happen when you focus on Him. Miracles are not going to happen when you focus on the chaos. Miracles are going to happen when you focus on Him. Now, listen to this scripture. John 10 and verse 28. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. The same hand that holds the oceans. God says has got you. The same hand that is working in water on a molecular level and sets the boundaries of the oceans, that same hand has got you. And it says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. Doesn't matter what you go through. Doesn't matter what happens in 2021. Nobody will snatch you out of his hand. Nobody will be able to overcome what God wants to do. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. So he goes to saying they're in my hand, but they're also in my Father's hand. They're in the Father's hand, and he's even more greater. He's even bigger. He's even more important than the one who holds the oceans. And he says, um, no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I... And the Father are one. People of God, I know there's people in pain. I know there's people in mourning. I know there's people in the financial stress. But don't let any of those things affect your relationship with Him. Don't let any of those things pull you away from where He wants you. Get closer and closer to Him in this 2021. Allow Him to impact the very deepest part of your being the very deepest part of your being. In this beautiful scripture, God is speaking about you. He's speaking about you and me. He's not speaking about some strange person far away. But God is saying, he's got you. He's inviting you to have the chaos, to leave the chaos behind and to come into alignment with him. Nothing changes. Water is still the same molecular water. But everything changes because the structure changes. Because they're coming into alignment with what God wants to do. The very same molecules suddenly float where they were sinking just now. And if you feel like you're sinking, then this is your moment to say, God, change me on the inside in such a way that I'll float. In such a way that I'll come up from the deepest depths and I'll get out to where I can experience your sun shining on me and changing me again. Nothing changes, but everything changes. Ice is still water, but looks different, feels different, and acts different, If I have water and ice here, the ice is hard, the water is soft, the ice has structure, the water has no structure. And this is the part where we can say that there's a difference between Christians. We're still people. We are still made in the image of God. We're exactly the same. But we're all different because we have allowed the structure of God to impact our lives. 2021 will be the year of either being in the dark depths or in the brilliant sunlight. It's up to you. It's up to you what you are going to do with the year of 2021. It's up to you on how you're going to say, God, you've got me. You will see me through. I will be like David who's on his lone nightly words. He writes the Psalms. I'll spend time in Psalms until I experience the victory that David experienced. Every time he got alone with God, he rose up above his situation. Every time he went and said, where's my help going to come from? He had a revelation of who the one is that is holding the oceans and the clouds and the mountains and the hills. And that scripture says um, in Isaiah 40, who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured the heavens with his fingers? Hey, those beautiful huge clouds we saw. Imagine measuring them with your fingers. <laughs> Man, who else knows the weight of the earth? Okay, what is the, how much is it? or has weighed the mountains and the hills on a scale. This is our God. This is the one we worship. The one who has all of this in. And he's saying, I've got you for 2021. I'm looking forward to breakthrough after breakthrough. Not because the year is going to be good, but because God is good. Because God is good in the midst of hard times and in the midst of good times. God is the God that stays constant even when situations around us fluctuate. You cannot go into 2021 without saying, I'm making you Lord and Savior and King of my life. Every bit I have, I want to follow you with. I'm willing to lay down everything that's not of you so that I can be everything that you want me to be. People of God, I'm going to close in prayer And I'm going to ask God to meet you wherever you are. I believe God is sending this message out across all of the earth and everywhere. And wherever you're sitting in your lounge, wherever you're watching it, maybe on your bed, God is saying, I want to interact with you. I want to fill that gap that you're feeling. I feel there's even people that are knowing that they are Christians, But they are feeling an emptiness. They are feeling that things are not right. They are feeling that things are out of control. God is saying, I'm putting my hand upon you. And nobody is going to snatch you out of it. Because I've got you. And I will see you through. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are touching each one. That you are ministering to everyone at their basic and most deepest level and bringing wholeness to each one of us. God bless you in this 2021 as you go back to work, as you start functioning again, and as you start putting together your life for this new year. So I'm expecting breakthrough after breakthrough. God bless you. We love you. Amen.